Hello everyone, welcome to Switchcraft. My name is Jana and for the first time in a long time I'm actually sitting here with another guest of mine. This time I'm interviewing Vannes. Say hello. Hello, hello. Uh, Vannes is the guy behind Stoke Obstacles. And we're going to talk about a bit how everything got started and what Stoned Obstacles is and why it's relevant to especially the Berlin scene or the German scene in general. So, yeah, let's first talk about uh, what you do. So, for people who might not know, what do you do at Stoned Obstacles? I'm creating obstacles in fingerboard parks and fingerboard bowls and, yeah everything that's fingerboard related, related and yeah try to make everything as realistic as possible for everyone who's been at the as a Berlin shop or a former black river store um there's one park which is actually the favorite park of i think pretty much every local here and that's one of yours it looks different than any black river park and it feels different so um when you go about designing a new park Where do you start? Do you draw inspiration from the real skate world or how do you narrow the design down? I always yeah, still look at skate clips from when I was younger, you know, and every time there's a new clip or some new movies come out, I watch them and every time I get inspiration from certain spots that I see or if I'm at a skate park and I see a certain spot or an obstacle, I try to remember it and when I make a park, I never really have a like a plan or a big, you know, I have it in my mind, my mind, but I just start with it and it changes and evolves while I'm busy. That's really cool to hear because the, the park in, in the top really flows really nicely. That's why it's one of our favorites because it's like pretty much mirrored, yeah. and, but still different. And uh, do you know when you roughly made the park that's above? What, uh, excuse me? Uh, did you know when you made the park? That's uh, I guess it's in the store. six years ago. So, um, would would you say it was one of your best parks, or how would, how many parks did you make in general? Do you know that? I think now I made like ten parks or something, but I still have some at my place, and the one I made here is like one of my masterpieces. To call it like that. Yeah, it's been well loved. <laughs> yeah, I see it also, and I love it. It's yeah. being here, you know, it's at a good place here. Yeah. I told Timo it's the perfect home for the park. Yeah, it is. Um, so, you're from Belgium, correct? Yes, yeah. Uh, is there a big, like, fingerboarding or skate scene? Like, I wouldn't call it big because Belgium isn't big at all. Yeah, so but compared for, to the size. For Belgium, I think it's it's big, you know, and we have some, some guys who are really there for a longer time, and then we have some new kids who are popping up, and... I would say it's really it's good to see also and nice to see that there, there's like a scene and people are still getting into it and the people who still loved it are still loving it and are into it and making the parks and they see what I make they they yeah, they they always support me that's uh, that's good. Does it help that Belgium isn't that big? Because uh, for example in Germany the scene is spread out quite a bit so it's uh, like a lot of city-based scenes like the the berlin scene is different from the hamburg scene different from the stuttgart scene yeah. or munich scene um are there like different hops or pretty much because belgium isn't that big you'll gather we all yeah it's mostly like people from around who gather and in belgium you have to maybe drive one hour and a half or two hours but that's the maximum 
and in my terms that's still okay for a meetup. Yeah. I drive to Germany seven or eight hours yeah. just to be here, you know, and for me it's okay because I love it, but in Belgium they also love it, so they have it, you know, they, they want to make the trip. Yeah, just to go into my parents I drive like eight hours so. <laughs> and that's all in Germany, so yeah. Um do you you uh, your parts always look like a bit different than everyone else's parts. Um when did you come up with the the style of part you built and when did you start building that way? Like how, what was the evolution till you got to that point? I don't really know. It's in my eyes I didn't really change or you know, I have a certain style of making mm -hmm. parts. I know I make different parts than the Black River parts or but I don't know it's it's evolved with the first one with just a, a stair set and in the mid in the middle a main piece and at the other side yeah the bank and then it evolved with knowing that I could do more mm -hmm. and I was able to create like bigger things or doing it different or and then it, it evolved like and I every time I'm making a park I'm hours busy just looking at it and imagining like there you can do a trick and then you can go there and like finding the lines also and mm -hmm. like this I think it, it evolves and all the parks have something different and something unique. Yeah. Yeah, I've only written two parks uh, of yours so far, but yeah. yeah, they both feel completely different. Um the way you build your parks is also quite different from let's say Black River. Yeah. Like what materials do you use? Uh, for the parks, most of the time now I use like kind of foam as a base mm. to make all the shapes and the, the big rough shapes. Yeah. And then I use the kind of cement. It's the kind of cement I use as a as a first base to make it already like harder. Mm -hmm. And then I put like the special coat on or the primer or the layers that I put on the obstacles. Mm. And it's like a two layer base that's maybe one or two millimeters maximum that it's thick. But I can make it really, really smooth, and yeah, the the things I can do with it, there's, there's, it's only the start. But I did now, you know, I, there's still possibilities that I can do. That I'm sure for the future things, it's, it's, mm. yeah, yeah. Because like the, I've been writing a part for quite a while, and at some point, I think we did, uh, we did an event. Uh, I think it was maybe the Asia Number Ten, and we moved your part. And I was grabbing it and expecting it to weigh like, like a Black River Park yeah. or even heavier. I was like, wait, this is like <laughs> really light. It's because yours isn't like completely full of, let's say, yeah. concrete or wood yeah. or, yeah. Because yeah. I, I think that that's a style of park that's not been built enough. Like, I think not enough people think of like, Because I know that technique from like model building, where you yeah, yeah. do a lot of the base structure with XPS yeah. foam and yeah, yeah, shape yeah. it, and then you put like a very thin layer on top of it. Yeah. And a lot of parts I see at skate parks are built like from like massive concrete blocks that yeah. are like concrete all the way through. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah especially even here at the Azi shop, there's like the pop part, which is like I think one solid piece yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. And that's and it also rides completely different. Yeah, it's a different feel. Yeah, for yeah. me it's also different. And I, I don't know. I the park that's here now with the benches. This is all wood underneath. It's no foam. Ah, okay. And you can, in my opinion, you can feel the difference. I have to take a look and at that. Like the park that's here already for a couple mm -hmm. of years. Yeah. This one is all foam. 
mm. and for some like uh, making some some special obstacles or special shapes yeah. it's easier to make it in the foam first yeah. and then you have already the base and that was the thing with the park here I wanted to do some things that I had in my mind and I knew if I would do it with foam I already saw it in my in my eyes you know it, it comes true and once I make it you you immediately see all the all the things already mm -hmm. Because I, I would imagine the, the like big center structure on one side would yeah. be a bit complicated with, yeah, what, yeah. with all the angles yeah, and yeah. the foam, it's yeah. much simpler. But it's all different than, than like the bowls I make or like the same, it's all foam inside. And then it's like now I'm thinking about building more with a wooden structure mm -hmm. because I prefer it more. The, this, the Is it a bit harder or, or? Yeah, in my opinion, it writes differently than the the foam with the concrete on top. It's a different feel. Yeah. Uh, one thing I uh, spoke about recently with someone um, was the sound a part makes. Would you say foam is louder than a wood structure, or which one would you recommend for people who ride in a park in like a, an apartment with other people around? I think it's pretty much the same. Okay. Like if you have a Black River Park and you have mm. one of mine, I think like the sounds it's pretty much the same. The concrete ones are, yeah. I think, even less louder mm. than... I, I always imagined the foam would be quieter, but yeah, now that I think of it, I think the, the one on top... Is yeah, yeah, yeah. You can hear it if you like yeah. do a kickflip and you land. Yeah. You can really also hear like... Ack. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's talk about you for a second. Um, when did you get into fingerboarding? Because, like, I was like, I think I came into the scene when you were a bit out of it. So when yeah. when did you come to the scene, and when would you say were you really active here? Yeah, it was fast fingers fifteen or something. So that would be twenty twelve ish. I guess yeah, could be. Yeah, I would have to ask uh, Oli for it because mm. he was the guy who who brought us to Black River. Oh, Blankenburg. Yeah, one of the ah. through um, my friend who had a skate shop in Bruges. They did a Benelux tour, and then they got in contact with a friend, and like this, we met them. And I'm fingerboarding already for a long time, and I was maybe 10 or 11. I got my first tech deck, and I think it's the first time they really came out in Belgium, and you know, ne nobody never saw them. And I was like a little child, and I had the first fingerboard, and since then I was hyped, then I was getting older, getting out of it, and when I was, I think, uh, 20, 20 or 21, when JD started the skate shop, mm -hmm. he was also selling some fingerboards from Jart and also plastic ones, mm -hmm. and I told him, like, dude, I remember a company that made wooden fingerboards with really wheels with, with bearings, and I was thinking about the name, and then suddenly I was like, dude, it's Black River, you know? And then he looked it up and like this he got in contact with them, he started selling cool. the, the things in the store and from there on the bowl started rolling and as a job I did plastering of in construction. Makes sense I, now that I see it works. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's I did it for ten or eleven years, but because of that I, I knew no started knowing the product I use now as mm -hmm. the, the last finished layer. It's something I, I started knowing through plastering and then I did like, a, what do you call it, it's like an, an education for one day 
so you learn the product. Ah, like a workshop. Yeah, a workshop, yeah. so you, you could know the product. Mm -hmm. And after that, I immediately knew I could do like a million things with fingerboarding. And I was like, dude, this looks like concrete, but it's I can put it on everything. It's a product I can put on wood, I can put on, on even like uh, stone, I can put it on uh, plastics or, or glass or metal. Mm -hmm. Everything that you can think of, probably I can put the layer on. Yeah. But for me, it was immediately like, dude, I can do some some things with this. And then it started with making this the first curb, just a normal straight block. And then I was like, dude, I can just you know started rolling. Yeah. I'm making some other obstacles. Then JD told me, dude, you should sell sell some at my store. And then I sold some there. Got in contact with Fingerboard TV. Ah, and like so this, it got like, you know, my name got out there. When would you say, was that roughly? Like, was that around 2012? Was, yeah, or? I guess it was around the same. Ish. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess it was around the same. Yeah. Because then it really got me really hyped about really get fingerboarding and yeah. the world around it and everybody who was in it. Because before that, we didn't really know Black River or... Yeah. And then... Fast Fingers 15 was the first year that we came here together with JD. And I still remember the time that we came there at the place and we were like both blown away because of the, 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 yeah. the, the sheer amount of parts. Yeah, 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 yeah. And just the people and the, the vibe that's there and everybody is, you know, you feel that everybody knows each other because of fingerboarding and they're all there because of that. And yeah. nobody cares because of they're all there for fingerboarding yeah. and getting to ride new parks and seeing old friends and new meeting new friends. And yeah, yeah that, that was a huge aspect uh, when I was around because I uh, really got into the scene in 2001 and stopped in 2007. Yeah. So in between I was at like a lot of fast fingers and uh, like smaller events yeah, with yeah. like 10 people at a local like small thingy and the meeting people was always the it was always a bit weird because you knew them from the internet because that was pretty much the first time I got like I had a contact with someone I only knew from the internet yeah. and never met them before but immediately you felt like you've known each other for ages because yeah, you yeah. have a like hobby in common yeah, um, yeah, yeah. it's true yeah um, what would you say like how big is the scene in, in Belgium like do you have other companies besides yourselves or other places that do meetups? Uh? Yeah, we have some companies in Belgium that also make boards. I know some, some like the SF fingerboards. Ah, yeah, I, I know the it's name, but Belgium. Didn't, didn't know that they were from we Belgium. We have Dark Decks. It's also like, uh, mm -hmm. it's a guy from, for, from, I don't know his age, it's 15 years, I think. But he's already making boards and it's really cool to see that he's already into it, you know. Yeah. And then you have also Antidote Fingerboards. It's also a brand, two guys who started back. They also fingerboarded in the time of JD Skate Shop. Ah, okay. And they, they stopped. And now they're getting back into it, starting making the decks again. And so we have a couple of brands in Belgium that are, that are out there already. But other than that, I don't know, really big companies are like guys who also make obstacles like me. I don't know. I don't know if there are any other ones. So, would you say when you met like someone from Black River and with the whole interaction, that really like sparked a new 
spark in you, right? Yeah, yeah. And you desire to build parts. Um, did you have conversations with, like, uh, let's say, Martin Ehrenberger about how to build parks? Or, like, did you connect with him uh, about building parks? Cause Not really yeah. about building parks. Or For sure we connected because we yeah. talked about the Belgian scene and, you know, he also loved what I was doing. So yeah. And he was curious about how I did everything. and But it's... I, I always take a little bit from everybody with my eyes, you know. Mm -hmm. if, if there's a movie out from a guy who makes something with concrete and I'm always going to look at it and look at the things he does and then it's always, you know, I'm, I'm not perfect, you know, I, I can always learn from other guys yeah. and sometimes I look and I'm like, God damn, that's, I'm doing it for, for years already like this but you can also do it like this, you know, and it saves me like maybe some time or it's yeah. less effort to do it and like this it's it's i like it also to 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 see other people to see other people how they work but with with like connecting for me it really is like the first moment we met oli in bruges it started with him like he, he gave a certain energy mm -hmm. that we immediately felt jd and me and we were like what the fuck is this man this guy is like really hyped you know yeah. and he also told us that the stop at jd it was the smallest shop from the whole tour, but it was the best stuff they had. It was crowded, people couldn't go into, into the shop anymore because it was full of kids. And I still remember, I think it was uh, Oliver Blankenburg, uh, Boris Dicci. Oh, uh, one of Lein my all-time favorites. Yeah, Jay Linehan. Oh, the uh, other. Harry, I think, I think it were those, and even Manu Obele. Oh. It was also, I think, these people were there and it, for me it was like, you know, it's immediately starstruck a little bit, you know, yeah. because it's all the guys you saw on the videos you looked on the whole time on YouTube and, you know, on the internet and it's, it's for me then it started with, uh, you know, after they were gone, JD was like, yeah, they're, they're super awesome guys and we, we talked with Oli already about the Fast Fingers event and we told him already like, dude, we're going to do everything we can to come and then the first time we came over it was, yeah. We didn't, we didn't want to miss any other event. The, 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 yeah. the years that came after, I know I did like every Fast Fingers and every Aussie that was there, I was mm. there with something or with obstacles or with a new park or... Mm. Yeah, when... Uh, was it like weird for you in the beginning to bring parks to Fast Fingers? Because like way back in the day, I think in 2006, I think, I brought a park I built to uh, Fast Fingers back then, I think it was Fast Fingers in 8 or 9, and it was, it felt really weird for me, because I was at a Black River event, yeah, yeah. and I was bringing my own stuff, and I wasn't like a company, it was just me building stuff for fun. Yeah. Was it ever like, did it ever feel a bit surreal for you? Not really, I was really hyped that I could bring my park, and mm -hmm. I could leave it there for a day, because I don't know really if I asked it to, to Oli if I could bring yeah. the park. Maybe I did and he told me like just bring it and we yeah. can put it out. But for me it was just like if I can take something from me and it's you know it's it's for me it's already like it's awesome. The people are gonna love it and I can show it to everybody and mm -hmm. for me the feedback is also something that I that I use. If I hear something from other people that say like this or you could do this like this it's something I'm going to keep in mind if I do future mm -hmm. things. Yeah, I really appreciated your work when I, I think it was like two years ago, I built a park for myself 
and I uh, thought about okay, I, I know how to work with fo- with foam. Yeah. I'm gonna uh, try something similar to uh, to the stone part and do like a foam basis and then something on top, and it did work, but like not not really like not to the level that you're at, yeah. and that really helped me appreciate like how much time and effort goes into it. Like uh, for example, do, uh, how what would you say how much time do you spend sending your parts like do you have to do a lot of that because they always look really finished and really smooth and yeah, really yeah. It, the sending itself it's not that bad because the only thing that's really hard with the product I use is that the sending disc I use to do it they're after like one or two minutes they are completely gone the grain. oh okay so it's a really rough so I, yeah, material but I have to do it like a couple of times and if I do it a couple of times it comes out like really it's polished yeah yeah because that's that's always how I looked at your obstacles they're yeah, like yeah. absolutely smooth and like when I did something with uh, I think I just used some like plaster like it did work but it was like I spent like hours sending it down and it still wasn't like yeah, yeah. completely smooth yeah it's because I think it's a two component and because of that it's really getting hard mm-hmm. because if I wait longer to send my, my parts or normally I, normally I wait one day and the day after I send it or I look to send the whole part or the obstacles but if I wait like one day longer or one week it would be really hard to send it already and then because it's so stiff yeah so because it's already so hard and then you I even have to use double the, the, the things for sending yeah. than I use normally so. And uh, you're also doing like not not only parts, you also do obstacles. Yeah. Um. What would you personally say? What do you enjoy making more? I think the parks and the bowls and things like that. It still gives me the most energy and the most like hype to make it. When I'm busy mm. with that, I'm always in my bed in the evening thinking about what could I do or what could I change or. And it's, it's the process that comes with it that's for me the best part. Mm. Because most of the time when it's finished, I'm already like, oh yeah, okay, it's a bowl or it's a new park. It's it's nice, yeah, but that's it, you know, and I'm already thinking yeah. about other things. The or, next thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my friends are always like, yo, Juanes, it's looking amazing, you know, it's... Be proud of yourself, and I'm like, yeah. I'm proud, but it's, it's, yeah. I you want to do the next cool thing. Yeah, yeah, or be like, yeah, I'm always busy and thinking and uh, busy with, with new spots or with things I saw, and I'm like, oh, I can incorpor- incorporate it into a, this or into a park or... Is there like a dream skate spot that you would like to adapt uh, for fingerboarding or something that you've seen in a video? There are a lot of spots from my youth when I was younger and I grew up that I, that I saw in a lot of videos that I'm still like wow if you would have it in fingerboarding and could you replicate it it Mm. would be just awesome like Le Le Dôme in Paris Mm, yeah it's like for me I I grew up in Belgium we had like the the French it's like really close and we we had a lot of access to French magazines and, and for me there's a lot of spots in France that are like you have the other plaza in Paris, uh, Crité, it's called, and it's like full of marble, the floor, and it's mm-hmm. all curbs on the side with marble. And places like that, I always, yeah, they're always in my head, and I mm-hmm. always have 
things that I take from there or that I want to make, but like really to replicate the whole plaza, it's, sometimes it's it's just too too big of a of a project yeah. for me to to handle. <laughs> Yeah, a couple of friends of mine who are, most of them are actually at the store right now. Um, we try to replicate the uh, Kulturforum, or the Baustelle, like one of the most famous spots in Berlin, the like, yeah, yeah. double set with the banks. And I think we uh, we went there like four times, measuring like every little detail, yeah, making yeah. millions of photos, <laughs> went to like hardware stores to get like the just perfect, sort of tile for each yeah, of yeah, yeah, the parts yeah. and at the end we were like this, this is just like way over ahead <laughs> but yeah i like after after doing that and not even like starting the building just like actually thinking about it i i got a whole another set of appreciation for people who actually build skate spots or to build stuff like that for fingerboarding because yeah, it's yeah so much work like the more accurate you want to be like like the more insane the amount of work gets like yeah 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 the the barracks part that sort of fingerboarding yeah, build yeah. or the uh, magba that the yeah, guy yeah. from uh, camel pro built yeah like those are i don't want to know how much time all of that takes yeah it's it's just crazy and that's yeah. the that's the funny thing i i it's it's the the time that goes in it it's unpayable and for me yeah. if I'm working on a park I'm I'm sometimes laughing in myself and I'm thinking just I'm an artist you know I feel like an artist because I'm, yeah. sometimes I step two two steps back and I'm looking at it and I'm like thinking hmm, I could do this or I could do that and it's just like a real painter he also is gonna step back and look at it look at his painting and be like ah, can change this or really change connect that. with it yeah yeah, yeah. And for me my parks always have something in it that's really me you know? yeah and it's, it's like the round plaza i built that yeah. i have now with me with the yeah. wooden yeah. centerpiece i think the wooden centerpiece took me like two weeks to build and the plate itself the base that it's on took me maybe four days or five days so it's in comparison the centerpiece looks you know but people don't real realize most of the time how much time that went in it yeah and for me it's also i'm not working with big machines or with you know things that can work precisely like this or like that i all do it by hand and then i have to send everything a little bit more or yeah. a little bit less or you know it's it's always working with my hands and doing it like really with the love and i feel like i put it in there and once i see it it's it's that's what makes it unique i think yeah. parks and they look different than the other ones yeah yeah i think that that's something that a lot of people don't get, take into account that when they see a even like something like a black river park uh, park or a ramp that's a bit more mass produced let's yeah. say yeah. it's still not mass produced it's still not like done by by a cnc machine where you just type in the numbers it's all of it is handmade and yeah yeah people that, have the parts in their hands and yeah and that, that's why it costs that much like the, the amount of money and the amount of time I spent building my own park, yeah. like that wouldn't be feasible to to sell something like that or yeah, to buy yeah. something like that. So I probably could have bought a Black River Park for that amount of money, but it was my own thing. It was yeah, like my yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. I spent weeks building that thing and doing yeah. it exactly how I want to be. Yeah, 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 that's why it's hard for me also to put prices on things. Yeah, I even. 
But now <laughs> the shop starting and like having to put a price on the obstacles, I don't know. I think I talked a week with Alba about how we would do it and, and how much I would ask them. And then he was telling me something and I was like, ah, should we maybe sell them for less or because it, I think it's too much. And then he was like, dude, you work hours for this and hours for that. Mm -hmm. So you should, you know, and don't worry about it because it looks, you know, it's a piece of of stone that you get and it's it's unique everyone you get it's not the same even if it's the same series the base can look a little bit different or the mm -hmm. the structure and the the the, the thing that's that the, the yeah how you call it the the, the grain or the mm -hmm. thing you yeah. see in it it's yeah. completely different from the one to the other one yeah so every time it's it's yeah one piece that's made and it's it's unique <laughs> A lot of your obstacles use a lot of wood, like I think even like much more than the regular, let, let's say, concrete part. Yeah. Um, what, what, or what's about with that? Because that's like a very unique thing, I think, in, in fingerboarding. Yeah, yeah. That you don't also use, like, because of the tile. product that I could use on wood. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was I can create a concrete block that looks like concrete, it feels like concrete. It grinds like concrete, but it isn't, mm -hmm. and it weighs. Yeah, I don't know. It's in most of the time my my obstacles don't weigh one kilo. Yeah. So for shipping, I knew immediately, yeah, it's gonna be safe because I I know if you order like a granite ledge from Loft or, or back in the day, or even I, something I, from Azi. Yeah, yeah. Like I I know that that's a huge restriction uh, for Timo because I think there's like some limit uh, until that you can send it at, at a certain price point to yeah. the States. Yeah. I think it's two kilos. Yeah. So he has to look that all of his obstacles don't pass two kilos and so yeah, the yeah, package yeah. is still yeah. feasible to ship. Yeah, that's it, that's it. And for me it was something that I knew I had a, uh, an advantage because it's, you know, it's light and mm -hmm. now most of the time they don't weigh one kilo and it's, it's yeah. Some people still are, or they don't know it, and then they get it, or, or and they're like, whoa, whoa it's, yeah, I didn't know it was hollow, or you know, yeah. it was from wood, or, but it's like, yeah, and it's, it's, I have some, some ramps still at my place that I made, like the first ones I, that I ever made, mm -hmm. and they are still perfectly intact. That it's, you see it wear a little bit, but it's only aware. It's not gonna, you know, go into the grain or go. It's not gonna crumble or beginning to, to crack. Yeah. And that's the thing, I guess, it's also good because they stay like they are for the rest of their, their lives. Yeah, I think the, the Asim Park here is the perfect example because uh, how long has the, that park been here? Six years, roughly? Yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah, because that one just like in the last year maybe started to have some cracks on the yeah. side and yeah. the rail broke like a year ago. But there's a difference with the foam mm -hmm. and the wood. Ah, okay. Because the wood, it's it's the base underneath. It's wood, and yeah, yeah so wood it is already stronger than, yeah. than foam. And because of the foam and the layer that's on top there, it's maybe I don't know. It's I don't think it's even a half a centimeter yeah. thick. So it's normal that if you you know would slam it or you, yeah. it's going to get. And I know here it that's, gets abused. Yeah, from, that's that's what I mean. Because like for the amount of time it's been here and the little of wear and tear that it's got, yeah. like. A Black River Park had to be sanded down like multiple times during that time yeah, it's been yeah. here. Like, even the Black River Park we have now has been sanded like before it got to uh, 
uh, got to fast fingers last year. Yeah. So, like, they get sanded. Yeah, they all. They all. Yeah. because yeah, so you have to maintain them when so many people, as in the Asi store, ride a park like that. There's like natural wear and tear happening, yeah, yeah. and for that amount of people riding that park on like let's say daily basis, yeah, yeah. it's like amazing how it held up for just being firm. Yeah, 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 I know. And I think also if it's here and I see it now, I'm also like still looks good, and I'm mm. Nolly fixed the things that were broken. He fixed them a little bit, so I'm happy he did it, and yeah. now it's ready for another another year or yeah. two years. And. Uh, Let's uh, talk about that part for a bit because you did some like rail fabrication for that. Yeah. Uh, did you do the rails yourself or? Yeah, I all did it also by hand, even the bending. I, yeah. It was also an idea I had in my head for a rail that I also saw a lot of times in parts or. Did you weld that or? No, it's all glued with like like special like component. Yeah, yeah, activated glue, and I every time I had to like drill the holes and it's all done by hand and. Never even though have like a machine that you can, you know, drill the holes like, you know. Mm, the, yeah, like a, a, a drill press. Yeah, yeah, something like this. Yeah. So it's all done by hand. I had to make sure the rail was, you know, straight. And it took a lot of time and effort to make the rail. And both of them, but like the kinked one, the, yeah. the long one. Yeah. That's like also a, a piece that I made that once it was finished, I was... I think there was a smile on my face, you know, because I, I was like really satisfied with the, the end result. Yeah, yeah, that that rail, like, I, I think I mentioned that yesterday, that rail claimed, like, I think, the most letters in the ASI <laughs> shop in the game skate, because that kink is deadly. Yeah, it is, it is. But it's, but it's, it's fun. In my eyes, it's, it's, it's realistic. Yeah. Because, I don't know, for me, my parks aren't made to be easy. Mm. And then I see some people struggle with tricks and it's like in real life, you know, it's yeah. the spots aren't always perfect and the rails aren't always just good rails that go yeah. down and the perfect height or perfect Yeah, they're like narrow or, round rails yeah, when you yeah. find them. And, and I knew when, when I built it, I knew it was going to look really crazy and then it was going to be awesome to ride. And yeah. then with the two banks on the side, you know, always when I make it, I have certain tricks in my head and then, yeah. I see them doing by Ramon or you know somebody yeah. else who's writing it, and I'm like, yeah, that's why I made it. You know, yeah. I want to see certain tricks on the park. And do you have a favorite trick to do at at that park, for example? For at this park, I really love the the mani pad with the quarter. Mm -hmm. that's yeah, that's like that's just that's an easy really switch. Uh, flip mani, go on the quarter blunt, and then go fake a switch nose when you fake a flip out, or yeah. you know things like that. It's like a really cool part of the park that I also like. It's, it's like really unique, like you don't see that like elevated quarter. Yeah, yeah. A I, bunch think, of times. I think a little bit after they, they brought the gel card, I think. This mm, like yeah, it's like I, a little I, bit I know which one you, with the spine. With the spine yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to ask you a, a series of questions now. Let's do, so it's like a rapid fire question. Yes. So try to answer each question like as fast as possible or in like not too much length so uh, what's your favorite wheels for the moment it's joy -Cult. and what's your favorite deck and shape that you write or like to write Berlin Moose uh, 33.3 ones the mm. low concave that's a good shape uh, what's your favorite trick to do on the flat a tree flip 
Favorite trick to do on an obstacle? Flip five. Um, what's your favorite song right now? My favorite song is Zwanger uh, with the uh, In Eight Thousand. It's one out of thousand in, okay. in English, but it's a Flemish rapper okay. from Brussels. Um, outside or indoor fingerboarding? Give me outside. Uh, what do you do for a living? For the moment, I am without a job. But before, I did 11 years of in construction. I did plastering, and after that, I went into the glass. And I was uh, putting windows, ah, the glass, yeah. the glass in the windows. And yeah. uh, what's your favorite obstacle to ride? Favorite obstacle to ride. Just a normal granite curb, you know. Mm -hmm. At home I have a couple of like bricks I found at construction things. Yeah. And I just take them home and for me it's the, the best thing in the morning to get a coffee, take my granite block, put it there, take my fingerboard and wake up and do a little bit of tricks. Yeah. I think that's pretty much how the Aussie bricks started, just finding a block somewhere. Yeah, and yeah. Um, I think I know the answer to the next one. Uh, do you prefer to write on concrete or on wood? I prefer the concrete. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> uh, switch or regular? Uh, regular. Uh, do you have any other hobbies outside of fingerboarding? Well, like a year ago, I was really into the drone FPV flying mm. also, that Harry is also yeah, into. Yeah. It is because of him I got into it. Ah, cool. But other than that, I also write, love to ride my, my skateboard, but it's, now it's just cruising and... Mm -hmm. Do you have a favorite fingerboard video or edit? It's the J Lighthand part from here in the store. It's yeah. like a, a famous part. I yeah. know when I started fingerboarding also it came out and I was blown away and with this, the, the perfect song. and It's perfect for me and I still love to watch it and every time I, I watch it I'm blown away also by the style that mm. Jay has. Yeah, I think Jay is one of the most stylish riders. Yeah, yeah. in my Maybe. opinion he is. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you prefer to ride uh, with an obstacle or, in or on a park? Well, I love to ride a park. Um, heel flip or kick flip? Kick flip. Uh, do you have a favorite fingerboarder? Oh, I have a lot of them. Like all of the people I met are amazing and awesome fingerboarders and mm. yeah. For me, it's like a question, you know, that's on and you can give a thousand answers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was your first event you ever been to? Uh, in Berlin? Or in no, general? in general, your first fingerboard event. Uh, the, f the first one actually was a small meetup we did in Holland. And I, I don't remember, it was in Vindam or I don't know, it wasn't far from Maaskantje. Mm -hmm. And it, uh, it's there where I met um, Martin from Fingerboard TV. Ah, yeah. And uh, Flucky from Flaked. Oh, yeah, he's been around for ages. Yeah, yeah, but those guys were the first guys I also met at the, at the Fingerboard event that I was, mm -hmm. was present at. And also the, the, the Black River guys who, who came to the JD store. Yeah. It's like the really first event that I was like at and, and yeah. uh, what's your favorite food? The Belgian fries. Yeah, they they are way different than <laughs> other fries. Like I 
I really don't like eating other fries after I've been to Belgium. I was call, call, calling them Belgian fries from now on because then you know it's the good ones. Yeah, yeah like the Belgian ones. <laughs> they have to be double fried, otherwise they're yeah. <laughs> not delicious. It's the secret. Yeah. Um, and do you ride loose or tight trucks? Loose. Uh, what's the your last personal NBD trick? So the last never been done trick you did. Like your personal. Yeah, or a trick you've been really proud of. I did the uh, switch backside hurricane, I think, on the, mm -hmm. uh, the park from Slow Noise, the, mm -hmm. the yeah, stair the, set, the with, stair the, set. Uh, with the rail. Yeah. I did one and I was like, it was really easy and uh, Lucas was watching me and he was like, yeah, it was easy, so yeah. I was happy with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never done it before or did it much before. Uh, do you have one setup or do you prefer multiple setups? Well, now I have a lot of setups. I'm, I'm like... Ashamed almost that I have like you know five or six complete setups with with urethane wheels and then I have a setup with other wheels and but I mainly have one setup that I ride like mostly and the other mm. ones are like maybe I use them one or two times to like yeah but more a little bit and then I have one main main setup yeah but I think I have like five or six setups yeah. right now I have way too many <laughs> <laughs> um. What trick do you least like to do in a game of skate? Like if someone else does that, you're like, oh fuck, I never learned that. I always have it with Albu. <laughs> if I play a game of skate with him, he does like the frontside big spin. Mm -hmm. And back in the day, I could do them easily. And he was he couldn't do them. And he was jealous of me. He learned them. And now I can't do them anymore. And he's always ripping me on a game of skate with that trick. Yeah. I, I, if he doesn't do it, I'm like, oh fuck you, you know. It's yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, do you like pr plastic or urethane wheels? Urethane. Uh, do you like to fingerboard sober or drunk more? Hi. Hi. Yeah. I'm not the guy that gets drunk a lot, but give me with a joint and fingerboarding, and I'm, I'm happy. Just yeah, a good session. I, th I think that's a like very popular answer. <laughs> um, do you have any sponsors? No. I actually don't have any sponsors, but for me, if I would say a sponsor, I have Berlin Wood that's giving me already decks for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. And if I would look so at like the amount of decks that he gave me, so I like would call myself flow. sponsored. <laughs> You're like bro flow. Yeah, like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, no, otherwise I'm not sponsored. Do you sponsor anyone? Like, do you have a team as stoned or? I don't really have an, an official team. I have some friends of mine mm -hmm. and like some people I met at some events and I have a connection with and they, if I met, I meet them or I, I see them or I make something, sometimes I send them something or yeah. most of the time I meet them and then I give, I give some shit, some stuff out and then, yeah, I wouldn't call it a team, you know, mm -hmm. but yeah, it's some mostly friends and a friend group that's, that's yeah. getting some stuff from me and they, I don't want them to pay for it, you know, because yeah. it's. Uh, 32 or 34 millimeter trucks? 34. Black River trucks or dynamic trucks? I have Black River already from the start, so for me it's Black River, but I'm testing dynamics right now, so mm. to give an honest answer, I couldn't give it really yeah. because I don't know how dynamics are on yeah. the long term. You know, but so far? So far it's Black River. Uh, do you have any dream sponsors that you would like to be sponsored by? For me, sponsoring, it's, I don't know, it's maybe because I also have my own like company, to call mm. it like that, 
I already had like the questions from guys who, who send me the, the question like, yeah, can you sponsor me or can I send yeah, you a video? I, think that's, uh, like, very I appreciate common. it in one way, but the other way I'm like, that's why I don't have an official team also, you know, because mm -hmm. it's like, I don't know. Yeah, for me, sponsoring is not the, the, the reason part. why I want to do it. Yeah, I think a lot of like, especially younger kids, look to fingerboarding and say like oh i want to be sponsored or i want yeah, to be sponsored yeah. by black river and Flatface." and a lot of us like older people from the scene are like doesn't really matter like no, just have fun it doesn't matter for sure i would be yeah. hyped if black river would ask me like hey one would you be on the team for sure or if if any brand actually would ask me i would be for sure but yeah. i want to have a connection also with the brand you know yeah and, and I think uh, yeah, I think that that's the uh, that's an important part that a lot of people like especially younger people miss because like I ride on like I'm on the five luck team and I fucking love that brand like I, yeah. I've been rapping that brand before I got on the team and that's why I got on the team because yeah, yeah, I yeah. generally genuinely like that brand and a lot of people like get into a brand and then they get a better offer and they go somewhere else and I'm like well Why did you go to the first place in the first place? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. If you don't like it, don't yeah, buy don't for go. it. Yeah, don't go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, is there like a favorite Instagram account that you enjoy seeing content of the most? I love Petit Skate. I don't know if you know him. Yeah, I, I, I know. I met him at the last Fast Finger event, and from that moment we got in touch. I got his Instagram. You know, I didn't follow him before, and then mm -hmm. I got it, and since the last fast fingers like everything he puts out is for me i love watching it this is he's a great he's a nice skater he has a really yeah. nice style of skating his fingerboarding style is also yeah great and he's a great person so yeah. and now like i don't know how long it was ago i brought the first bowl i built he bought it from me it's also because he was like you know i had a good connection with him and he we talked for hours about the bowl and then i offered him to buy it from me if he wanted to And then I brought it to to Paris, and yeah, I, I think it can, I can call him a friend already. You know, yeah. I have a good a good relationship with him, and I really love the Instagram he has and the, the things he puts out are, are always fire for yeah. me. Do you have a favorite overall company in fingerboarding? Company? Yeah. I would say Berlinwood. Yeah. For me, it's yeah. Timo Lieben is a yeah. If I say God. People are gonna laugh maybe, but for me it's like, I don't know. And he's like one of the most amazing guys in Fingerboard. Like he's genuinely a good person. Yeah, like, he is. And if you would see him, he's like, even I'm not a small guy, but he's like, if he stands in front of me, I'm like impressed. Yeah. And the, <laughs> and first, time as a, the first time I met him, I was like shy to, to say anything or to to go to him and say hello yeah. I'm Wannis you know yeah I've been there <laughs> but once once I got in contact with him we also got like a connection and we connected on different levels and yeah. from there on I always got a really good connection with him yeah for, for him it doesn't matter if you're someone in the fingerboarding scene like he he's just nice to everyone yeah, and yeah, he if he connects with you then he likes you like it It's as simple as that with him, and that's like he's, I think, one of the more genuine people in the thing. Yeah, world. yeah, for sure. I never met anyone who had like beef with Timo Lee. Yeah, me neither, me neither. <laughs> I don't think that's actually no, possible. No, it's possible. You can't, you can't have beef with him. Yeah. 
Okay, I think that's pretty much the end of it. So thank you so much for spending time with me. Thank you for the offer. It's, it's an honor to be on the podcast. I'm happy I could be here. I'm happy I could make it to Berlin and we could do this, you know, yeah. in person. It's yeah. a better idea. Yeah, it's like it's been quite a while since I did an in-person yeah. interview. So I really enjoy doing that. So yeah, thank you so much. And thank you everyone for listening. And you'll catch me in the next episode. Maybe in the next episode I even have another guest who's a bit famous in the film world. So yeah, look forward to it. Bye!